Welcome to Winning at Wealth, where we throw the Wall Street jargon in the garbage, promote a healthy money mindset, and equip you with the tools necessary for you to win at wealth. I'm your host, John Burdett, and I'm so excited you've decided to spend this time with me. Now let's get to it. The following program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. John K. Burdett II is not providing investment, legal, or tax advice. Hey, uh, welcome to the Winning at Wealth podcast. I want to talk today about retirement. Specifically, how do you know if you're on track for retirement? Are you hitting the benchmarks you need to be hitting to ensure that when the time comes, you'll be ready? So we're going to talk a little bit about that, some rules of thumb that will help you gauge that, and then discuss what to do if you're not on track and how to make that gap up. So let's get right into it. There was a study done by Fidelity that gave us some rules of thumb that might work in gauging if you're ready for retirement or on track for retirement. And Fidelity in their study says that by age 30, you should have one times your income in your retirement savings. So if you make $40,000 a year, you should have $40,000 tucked away in your retirement by age 30. By age 40, that goes up to three times, three times your annual salary. By age 50, six times. By age 60, eight times. And by age 67, 10 times. So that is what Fidelity is suggesting will be necessary to maintain your current lifestyle in retirement. So what that takes into account is security that you're going to be getting and what you might be able to draw from your investment accounts. Now, If you retire early, these benchmarks might not work for you. For instance, if you might think, well, what if I'm age 40? Maybe you're doing that FIRE program or something like that where you're trying to retire early, live like a pauper now so that you can retire early, that sort of thing. You know, at age 40, if you had 10 times your annual salary saved up, you might think, well, I have 10 times my salary. Fidelity says at age 67, I need 10 times my salary. So I'll be ready to retire at age 40 if I do that. And I would caution you against that because of several factors. One, Social Security is far off. So you'll be relying more on your own income during that period to make that gap up until you're at least age 62 and can start drawing early Social Security. Also, your money has to last longer and inflation will have a bigger impact on the needs in retirement. So keep that in mind. These are just benchmarks. These are not rules set in stone. Everybody's life is different. Everybody's expectation of lifestyle is different. You know, some folks may have a very inexpensive retirement expectation where they stay around home and maybe don't travel and do those types of things. Other people may have, you know, a big bucket list that they want to fill out and that's going to take some money. So all of these benchmarks that you hear in financial planning These are things that are a good gauge, just kind of check in to see if you're on the right track, heading in the right direction, but certainly not any kind of a law that is going to tell you exactly what you need to do. So what happens if you come up short? What happens if you're, let's say, age 30 and you're making $50,000 a year and you don't have any retirement savings or maybe you have half of what you need? Well. It's time to roll up the old sleeves there and get to work. 
you know, you have some options there. One, the thing that robs, can rob you the most when you're young, particularly, is if you have debt, I would focus on getting rid of that consumer debt as soon as possible. The market works well over time because of the power of compounding interest. You know, if you take the compounding interest, let's say you get a 10% rate of return on your investment, that doubles your money every 10 years. Now, that works for you over the years and it continues to compound on itself. Well, if you have debt, that same powerful compounding is working against you. It's almost impossible to out-earn in the market the rates you're paying on a credit card, especially now with interest rates rising. Those consumer debts, costs of those consumer debts are rising very rapidly right now. And if you have consumer debt that's variable, chances are you're noticing that your payments aren't paying as much of those balances off. So I think rule number one, if you're young and you're behind, find out why you're behind. Oftentimes, it's because you're carrying consumer debt and that's eating into your ability to contribute to your retirement. So focus on that first. Make sure that you're getting the match if your company has a match and maybe they match 3% or 5%. If you are contributing to a 401k, at least get that match. That's free money. But if you have consumer debt, Take care of that before you do anything above and beyond that match. You're not going to out-earn consistently a 15 or 18% interest rate that you're paying on that consumer debt. Cut expenses. You know, if you're young and you have the ability to cut expenses, you certainly want to do that. Oftentimes, younger folks get out into the workforce, get those first jobs, and There are all kinds of needs. You need to find where am I going to live and you need to find furniture and all of these things. And before you know it, you've kind of strapped yourself based on the income that you have and you don't have a lot of disposable income and discretionary income to save. And you need to be very careful when you're making those decisions. You know, housing is a good example there. A lot of folks think, well, I'm going to get out and I'm going to buy this house first off which is a good thing. You know, a house, owning a home is a wonderful thing, but you need to be careful that you're not buying too much home because your home is not a retirement asset. Your home is really consumption. It sits on the balance sheet between asset and liability. It's somewhere in the middle. Yes, it's a good thing to own your home and you're controlling a lot of your long-term cost of shelter, but it is consumption. If you buy a home that is stretching you early on, What it's doing, it's tapping and sapping your ability to save for retirement, to put money aside so that the market can work for you. You're consuming it all basically with your lifestyle by living in a home that is taking all of your discretionary income. Be very careful about those decisions as you're making those because that can really hinder you in the future and being able to save for retirement and get yourself caught up. Another unpleasant thing you could do is simply decide to work longer. You know, maybe you want to retire at 60, and if you're falling short, you can always decide to work a little bit longer. A few years makes a big difference. You get a few years more of savings, a few years more of compounded interest, and a few years less of needing to rely on your money. So you can close the gap very quickly by changing your retirement date in a couple of years. There again, as you're looking at these benchmarks, You also need to keep in mind that when you're 30 and you need one times, for instance, your annual income in retirement, 
let's say you're making $40,000. So you need a $40,000 retirement to be on track. Well, by the time you're 50, you may be making $100,000 a year. And so at 50, you need six times. So it's no longer six times the 40,000 that you were making when you're 30. Now it's the six times the 100,000 that you're making when you're 50. So you have to keep up with that, not just those percentages and those multiples in this rule of thumb, but you also have to keep in mind your income rises through the years. And that factors in heavily in these numbers that you're looking at for the benchmark. As far as making up the gap, you could be more aggressive. You know, the stock market over time tends to provide the best long-term rate of return. If you're a younger person, if you have a 10-year, 15-year, 20-year, 40-year time horizon before retirement, historically, it pays to be more in the stock market than fixed income. There will be more volatility when you do that over time. But if you're young, you shouldn't be looking at the market anyway. You should be participating. You should be going out and doing your job, which is to put money into the market so that over time, the market can do its job. And the market has never failed to do its job if given the right amount of time. So if you're young, if you're just starting out, if you've got a long runway before retirement reaches, try not to pay attention to the market. Try not to pay too much attention to the news and the noise and the politics and all the things that are circling around you. Just do your job and get that money in the market and allow it to work for you. So I think that's a good place to end the podcast today. That gives you an idea. Am I on track or not? Gives you some ideas of how to make that ground up. And certainly the answer there is get as much money as possible working for you and don't be paying that consumer debt interest working against you. So I appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more, go to our website, winningatwealth.com or our Instagram page, and we'll uh, float tips out there for you pretty regularly. And I thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to the Winning at Wealth podcast today. I'm John Burdett, your host, and I'd like to introduce you to the Winning at Wealth system. You can join the many others that have made the decision to take control of their financial life. You'll find resources and the support you need to write your own Winning at Wealth story. The Winning at Wealth system includes resources to answer questions on budgeting, debt management, savings, investments, insurance, real estate, and much more. You'll discover how money really works so you can have the proper perspective to make great financial decisions. The Winning at Wealth system also includes access to a private community and a monthly group Zoom with me. Take your Winning at Wealth step today for only $297 for the system and three-month access to the private community. Join at winningatwealth.com. Meanwhile, you can find me at Winning at Wealth Podcast on Instagram, and I'll be back to chat here next week. The preceding program is sponsored by Fourth Avenue Financial, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Fourth Avenue Financial, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by John K. Burdett II should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. Investing may involve the risk of loss of principal. Any tax advice on this show is not intended to be used by any person for the purpose of avoiding U.S. federal or state tax penalties that may be imposed on such person, and each listener should seek advice 
advice from their tax advisor or legal counsel on topics that arise from the show. John K. Burnett II is not providing legal or tax advice. Nothing should be construed as a solicitation of an offer to buy securities.